get outside. It doesn't matter how you're doing it. It doesn't matter if you need to park at the back of the parking lot at the grocery store to spend one minute outside actually, but get outside in some way, shape or form. It will shift so much of your mindset, especially when we are struggling. Today's guest is Marissa O'Grady Kessner, founder and CEO of Grounding Source, which offers online courses and wellness retreats in the wilderness of Southern Utah for high achieving women experiencing burnout. Marissa is a burnout coach and a wilderness expert. And with a background in wilderness therapy, she's seen firsthand the power that can come when you combine intention with ceremony and the lasting change it can have on us. As you'll hear in this episode, her mission is to empower more women to put themselves first and to experience one of our most untapped resources for healing, from time alone in nature. All right, so let's get into it. I'm your host, Liz Landine, and this, The Outdoor Entrepreneur. Hey, Marissa, welcome to the show. Hey, Liz. Thank you so much. I'm I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited to be here with you too because this has been a long time coming. We had to <laughs> we had to reschedule a few times. Um, first, because you know I was doing my Colorado trip, and thank you for being so flexible. But the Wi-Fi was not great where I was out in the backcountry, and um, and so we rescheduled. And then you had a beautiful baby, and yes. we rescheduled for that important event. So I'm I'm happy that we're we have now found time to connect and and talk for a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. And life is just so crazy and ever changing. And I feel like that is just the lessons of life in general. Is like that little snapshot of we had to reschedule twice for two completely different life events, and they're both completely valid, and they're both like incredibly important. And we're making it work eventually. And it's totally to find that it happens in time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we jump into things, I mean, I haven't caught up with you. So I'm curious to know just how are you adjusting to new mom life? Is there like any surprises or things that you (laughs) feel like caught you off guard more than you thought they would? How's how's it going over there? (laughs) It is wild. So we not only had a new baby, she is now She'll be eight weeks. Oh my gosh. She's going to be eight weeks old tomorrow. So that's two months pretty much. Um, And we also bought and moved into our new house with a newborn. And like all of this madness happened in like the last couple of months. And it is amazing. It's everything, you know, it's all the stereotypical things. Like it's amazing. She's the most beautiful creature that I've ever seen in my life. And she's also like, one of the most exhausting creatures I've ever been around (laughs) in my entire life. And she's awesome. And I'm psyched. And there are times that I just need to be a human. And I just, you know, leave her with her dad and I go out on a run or just take some time for me. And that has been so important for my sanity. You know, all the things that people say is true. Like sleep is hard. There's not, there's not a lot of sleep and you really are feeding them all the time. Um, <laughs> and you suddenly are concerned about how often another human is pooping, you know? Uh, <laughs> it's all the funny things. But I, it is the wildest thing that I've ever done. The most unexpected thing was definitely like what it was like to give birth. That was like by far the wildest, craziest like experience. And I've done a lot of crazy things. I've done a lot of hard things. 
in my life. And I was like, you know what? Like I've done a lot of stuff. Like I think not saying that I was like going to be good or like going to just have it covered. Um, but I was like, you know, I kind of feel like I know it's like to do hard things. And then that was like a whole new level of like, (laughs) and you're, you're, I mean, even though you have like greats, I had amazing support. I had like, um, my husband, I had wonderful nurses. I had my best friend. I had my sister. I had all these amazing people and you're still kind of in it alone in some ways. Like you're the only one that knows what it feels like to feel what you're feeling. And it's so different. Whereas opposed to like when you're climbing a mountain, you're the only one feeling that, but everybody's kind of like, everybody's climbing the same mountain more or less. Like we're all like going up and you kind of have an idea of what somebody else is feeling, but that was completely different and wild. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Universe was like, here, I'll show you difficult. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Here, have a challenge uh, and have fun. And then at the end, you just like, your mind is blown. You have this creature that you now have to take care of for the rest of your life. And it's the most overwhelming sense of like love and joy and relief, I think is a huge thing. Uh, I think a lot of women who give birth, like the initial feeling is like, Oh my God, I'm not pregnant. Like, (laughs) and it's not even like conscious. It's just like this, like, Oh, everything is different. (laughs) Wow. Well, huge congratulations. Thank you. I'm so excited for you. It's really wonderful. All right. So let's shift a little bit and we'll get into kind of the the key questions I had for you. Um, Awesome. So I'm curious to hear first, I love asking this question just to get a sense of like, how you were first introduced to the outdoors because everyone's kind of entry point is different and it's the full spectrum, right? Of like, I was skiing by the age of two and all of that all the way to like, oh yeah, I was, I didn't start getting into the outdoors till I was an adult. So how, how were you first introduced to the outdoors? So I am closer to that. The first person that you talked about, the person who was skiing by the time they were two, I wasn't skiing but I was climbing. My dad was a rock climber and my mom also loved the outdoors. She climbed with my dad and my mom, like we went camping all the time. My dad talks about having me in like the little baby carrier at the climbing gym. And then as I was getting older, I'd be climbing up on the walls when I wasn't supposed to be because I was probably like three or four and I was climbing way up and my dad was on a rock climb and people would be like, Dan, get your kid off the wall. And <laughs> And this was back in the day. I mean, I'm 30 right now. So this is back in the day when climbing gyms were not what they are today. They were like those dingy, dark, like things. So both of my parents were definitely the people who introduced me to the wilderness and just being outside and spending time in the outdoors and using your body outside. And then as I got older, I found my own ways to do it that I really enjoyed. I went to a wilderness canoeing camp in Minnesota, which is where I grew up. And that camp by far is like the most, that's like the thing that sparked my passion for the outdoors. Like I liked it, but it was like something I did with my parents, you know? And then as I got older and I went to this camp and found the wilderness in a very different sense than what I'd grown up with, it maybe not different than what I'd grown up with, but what it felt different. It felt like it was mine then that really changed the trajectory of my life, I think. Yeah. So is the wilderness, is it like a wilderness expedition camp you attended, I heard? 
Yes, absolutely. It's based in northern Minnesota in the Boundary Waters, which if anybody listening has been there, they know it's just the most pristine, gorgeous, beautiful lakes. And it's an amazing place to go canoeing. And I started going there when I was 12 and I just kept going back every year. And every year um, you have the opportunity to go on a longer and longer trip. And they go more or less like further north into Canada. Um, You start off in the Boundary Waters and then you go into Canada, a space called the Quetico. Um, which is kind of like the boundary waters on steroids. Like all of the lakes are bigger. All of the portages are a little bit more intense. Um, Nothing's nearly as marked. And then as I got older, I like when I was 17, probably still next to like giving birth, this is probably one of the most challenging things I ever did was I went on a 50 day Arctic canoe trip up in the far North of Canada in the tundra with, there was only seven of us total and we had one guide and it was just this incredible trip that was also challenging both emotionally and physically. And you have to, like, you don't see anybody else on this trip. There's nobody up there. So it's just you and your group and you're going through this insanely rugged terrain. And really those lakes are massive up there. Like it was you know, you're paddling across lakes that take an entire day to go across. It's really a wild thing. Wow. And so why do you think it is that that experience was so pivotal for you? Like what about that trip was just like game changing? I think there's a couple of things. One is the guide that I had. The guide that we had, she was, I I mean, she could have been, she was probably 23 when she guided us and there's a group of 16 and seven, or 17 and 18 year olds that went on this trip and she showed me what was out there in the world um, because she was already living a life that I like idealized, which is she was working in wilderness therapy. And I also had another guide who worked um, in outdoor ed out in California. And I'd never really been out West. I had never seen mountains, but I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just go and I'm going to make a career out of being outside somehow because these people are doing it. And that's what I want to do. And that's like, as far as like career trajectory, what pushed me so far that way is the people that I was around. Yeah. I love that you had this guide that was like, like you could see what was possible now that maybe you hadn't before. So Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about that. So I know three years ago you started a business, but can you fill us in on like the trajectory of what happened before you started your business? So um, what were you doing? What work were you doing uh, prior to, to starting your own thing? So I went to college after I gra- So after that trip, I went to my senior year of high school and I graduated college or I went, then I went up to college up in Northern Minnesota and I um, actually guided at the camp that I went to for three years, something like that. In the summers of my college, I was guiding canoe trips up in Northern Minnesota and Canada. And then after I graduated college, my actually my last semester of college, I moved out to Wyoming and I did my research for my senior thesis with a group of Knowles students, which anybody who's listening to this, if you don't know what Knowles is, it's the National Outdoor Leadership School. They have um, bases all over the country and all over the world. And it's basically a wonderful school that I actually went, I did a course, I did a Knowles India course when I was in college and I went to India and went backpacking um, in the Himalayas for an entire semester. So I was really like focused on immersing myself and being outside. Like that's all I wanted to do. Like I had no interest in a 
in business. I had no interest in a desk job. I didn't even understand, like, I didn't even look into it. I didn't even know people, I didn't know what people would do at a desk. Like, it just made no sense to me to even look at that. It took me until I was like in my mid twenties to even realize like what people were doing for work outside of working in the wilderness. It was kind of a funny thing. So I guided, I moved out to Wyoming. I was living out of my van, very stereotypical, especially like 10 years ago, kind of before van life really got into people having nice rigs. <laughs> it was like people were living out of their minivans that they bought for a thousand dollars, which was exactly my thing. And you kind of built a bed and you lived out of your van, not necessarily because I wanted to live out of a van, but because it supported my lifestyle, which was my lifestyle was go climb as much as you possibly can. Um, <laughs> and then I moved out to California and I was working this outdoor education job, which sent you all over the state. And you're living in your car in between contracts, basically. And so I worked in wilder, or I worked in outdoor ed, and then I eventually moved on to working in wilderness therapy, which I actually really loved wilderness therapy. I worked there for that's like really what sparked the ideas of what eventually became my business. But um, I was working in wilderness therapy for almost three years in the field, like eight days on, six days off, and I like some people really struggle with that job because it's by far like one of the hardest thing it's an incredibly challenging job especially emotionally you're working with kids who don't necessarily want to be there but it was i loved it i thought it was such a great way to be outside and make the most money i'd ever made in my life like <laughs> it was uh it was a really wonderful time and then that eventually led to me almost went back to school decided not to become a therapist i was going to go to school for therapy decided not to, and then started my business instead. Wow. All right. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about this business. Your business is called Grounding Source. So tell everyone, what is it? What services do you offer? What do you do? Yeah. So Grounding Source has really evolved over the last three years. Like it started off just as like this idea that I was like, well, how am I going to get people to do this? But the whole motto of grounding source that we've come to is spend time alone. And we offer that in the idea of that in both retreats and an online course, um, whichever kind of like fits within somebody's schedule. And the idea of spending time alone is how do we help manage burnout for women? Because there are so many women who are incredibly burnt out, especially moms or people working in business or in marketing, and they've got these high up positions, or they have a mixture of all the things. And I imagine that you've heard it, like time and time again, that just people are burnt out. They're stressed and they don't know how to manage it and they don't know what to do. They think something's going to help and then it doesn't help. And I think a lot of that comes from a fundamental, like fundamentally we aren't understanding what burnout is and why it's happening. So something that we're doing with Grounding Source is one, we're helping to educate people about what burnout is and how it's different for men and women. Because men and women both get burnt out, but women have a completely different game that they're playing like it is 100 like there are so many things that vary just between this is based on like social conditioning um i studied sociology in college i'm a really big fan of like understanding how our social environment has a lot to do with has a lot to do with what we how we interact in our society what we think our expectations of ourselves and what are expectations of others so grounding source we do one, we do a three-day retreat, which is based out here in Southern Utah. 
And it's based around this wilderness solo experience. And then the online course is this other beautiful way that one, I'm educating people about the wilderness, about getting outside, about getting outdoors. Like what type of gear do you even need if you want to go outside on a trip? And we're also addressing the emotional part of being a woman, of our burnout, of what we can do to do it differently. And I think pairing that emotional and that physical thing together. So maybe we're talking about failure in our lives and how failure shows up. Like that's really big thing. I think for a lot of us, I'm sure you've experienced that, especially as an entrepreneur. It's like, oh my God, I feel like I'm failing. But when we think about it in relation to cooking in the wilderness, and then we realize like, oh, we fail all the time and it's okay to fail. And when it's cooking, I don't give it as much weight. But when I fail in this, like I mess up something on a post and it feels like the biggest thing, or I mess up on this one thing, um, it feels like such a big deal. But if we can relate those two, it really changes the whole mindset, I think. Yeah, it's really incredible the work you're doing. And yeah, at numerous points, I'm like, yes, that sounds like me. So, (laughs) and I've experienced that, you know, I've this, this past year, holy cow, like burnout was, was real for me. And I think you're right. I didn't know that that's what it was, but there were things happening in my body and like real things happening. And just a lot of stuff I was dealing with mentally going on and all of that. And so actually, you know, you spoke for one of my programs inside of the collective, you gave a masterclass and it was in that class where you started talking about the stress cycle. And to be honest, before that, I didn't know anything about it. I was just not aware of it. And when you explained it, I was like, oh my goodness, this was such an aha moment for me. And realize that like, oh, this is what's been happening. I haven't been completing the stress cycle. I'm just in this stress mode. And so I'd be curious. I have like numerous questions to ask you about what you just said, but let's jump into this one. Can you talk a little bit about this whole thing of like a stress cycle? Why Why is it important to complete it? Talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. Um, so the stress cycle is, I'm taking this from a book called Burnout the Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycles by Emily and Amelia Nagowski. And they've done a lot of research on this topic specifically. And it's one of these books and one of these things that I can't believe we're not teaching this in therapy school more often, just like so many different things. Like I just cannot believe we're not talking about this more because there's difference between stress and a stressor. So I'm going to first differentiate between these two things. Because a stressor is the thing that is causing us stress. So a stressor is maybe your kid pulling on your leg while you're on a phone call. Or it's that jerk at work who says something like under the table, like really crappy and it stresses you out. Whatever the stressor is, we can all, I'm sure we can each name three different stressors that has happened today. So there's a stressor, but then that creates a neurological, physiological response in our bodies. And there's a whole long list of things that happens when we go into a state of stress. But just to like name a few, it's um, your body goes, deprioritizes a lot of organs inside. So that's why our digestion kind of slows. Because you think about it, when you're in a state of stress, like evolutionarily, like the stressor would be a lion trying to kill us. And our job would then be to run away. And so if you're thinking about why we would have to run, all of a sudden, like your digestive system, not important. Like (laughs) all of these things, like you need your eyes to work really well. So your eyes 
become very acute in your senses in general. You're very like acutely aware of a lot of things. Um, your heart starts to beat faster. That's why heart disease is really highly related to stress. Because if you're experiencing stress, regardless of whether or not it's a lion, like it's probably not a lion chasing you, but you're doing something that is causing you stress. If we don't learn how to complete that cycle and tell our bodies, hey, your heart doesn't have to beat that fast. Your blood doesn't have to move that far in between your body. Like your muscles don't have to work this hard. You need to start using your digestive system healthily. Um, all of these things can be managed if we understand that we need to complete this stress cycle. Okay, so we figured out what stress is and what a stressor is. And we figured out that our body interacts with stress in a very specific way. And if you guys want to know the whole list, like everybody just feel free to reach out to me. I'm on Instagram, all the things. Um, and we can go over it a little bit more in detail. But there's only so much you can talk about <laughs> in the short time. So then to complete this stress cycle, we need to do something. And one of the most effective and efficient ways to complete our stress cycle is physical exercise in some way, shape or form. This doesn't have to be a full hour of running or walking or swimming or dancing. You know, sometimes just taking a good shake helps complete that stress cycle. And the goal, this is something that people then get stressed about completing their stress cycle, which is not the goal. <laughs> <laughs> the goal is to try to do this as often as you can when you remember it. And sometimes that looks like before you walk into the house after commuting home from work, you just tense up your muscles and relax like three different times. Maybe this looks like going for a 10 minute walk after you eat dinner. It doesn't have to be these big things. And for me, it helps to almost reframe it from, I don't need to walk or run for exercise. I need to walk or run for my stress cycle. And that even helps, especially a lot of women who get really tied up and like, oh, this has to be a great workout, whatever. It's like, let's get away from that. You don't need to have a perfect workout every single day. But if you do something like that, it's incredibly helpful. Just moving your body in some way. And then there's other ways to complete your stress cycle that are slightly less effective, but still effective. Things like breathing exercises, positive social interaction. So that can be as simple as having a nice conversation with the checkout person at the store when you're going to the grocery store or something like that. Laughter, affection. So this is hugging or kissing somebody that you love and feeling safe crying and then like a big cry not like a fake cry that's the same thing with laughter that's be like a real laugh this isn't like a polite laugh like <laughs> ah, ha, ha. this is like big belly laughs and then creative expression so all of those are ways to complete the stress cycle and the whole goal of that is we're trying to tell that really low like lizard part of our brain that like hey we're safe everything's okay we don't need to panic anymore and we can like let our body go back to its natural state or like some like not physiologically stressed out I love that and just even some of the examples you gave I'm like oh my goodness I wouldn't have even thought of that but like just a shake mm -hmm. that's something that we see in animals doing all the time we just forget that we're actually animals too if you've ever almost hit a deer or like seen your dog go through something stressful the first thing that they do after they go through something stressful is they shake their bodies like that's not them like being like getting like a bug off that's them letting go of their stress yeah that is like it's so it sounds so simple but it's really like it is like an aha moment where you're like ah okay and I feel like yeah for me those are tools I'm definitely gonna 
I'm going to tap into because they're, they're simple and they're things you can do like immediately, like just five seconds, right? Or in a couple of minutes. So I think that's, it's all just really, really important. And I thank you for going over those things. And I hope, you know, maybe for others who are listening, maybe they're going to have the same response to this and like, oh, okay, just slowing down enough to realize when we need to just like take that deep breath and complete this cycle versus just putting our head down, grinding on, pushing forward, which, you know, whatever we have to do at some points. But I just feel like it's nice to know that there's, there is like this process and uh, we, we can tap into it for really just optimizing our own, our own physical health, mental health, all of that. I think we sometimes belittle our stress or we tell our stress that it's not a big deal and that we can handle it. Whereas if we just give our stress credit, like your body is going to be in a state of stress, whether or not you give it credit or not. So if we realize that these things, like physiologically, when we are stressed, it is bad for our bodies. So there's this fact that your relationship quality, some, one of the most, one of the highest things that stress people, stresses people out is their relationships. But stress is going to kill you just as fast as smoking cigarettes. Our health depends on us completing our stress cycle and managing our burnout and managing our stress. Um, and I think that's just such an important piece to remember. Yeah, yeah. Agree, agree. And while you were talking, I feel like a couple of times I just took a big, deep breath. <laughs> just my mm-hmm. whole body relaxed. It felt really good. So for anyone listening right now, maybe if you haven't already done so, take a big, deep breath and just let your body relax. It felt really, really good. We'll be right back after this quick break. Do you have tons of thoughts, ideas, and shiny things swirling around that entrepreneurial brain of yours? Whether you already have a business or you dream of having one one day, it's always nice to have someone to talk to and run ideas by. So if you're looking for someone to share all that with and sort through it all, I got you. Grab a free 30-minute clarity call and let's have a quick brainstorming session. In case you don't already know, one of my superpowers is really simplifying things. So at the end of the call, you're going to feel clear, organized, aligned, and ready to make some decisions or take some action from a place of inspiration and intention. People seriously love these calls and they get so much out of them. So if you think you'd benefit from something like this, be sure to grab one today. You can message the words Clarity Call to me on Instagram at Liz Landine or go to lizlandine.com, scroll down the page and click the button to schedule your Clarity Call now. I love connecting with listeners in person and I look forward to chatting with you soon. All right, now let's get back into the episode. Okay, so a couple other questions I had based on what what you mentioned on what grounding source does is you mentioned this solo component of being in nature. And so I'd love to just shine some light on this solo part of it and hear your thoughts on that. I know for me personally, I have spent quite a bit of time in nature by myself and I love it. It definitely has its challenges and scary moments and I freak myself out a lot. But it's been so just valuable in my life. And I know um, I know it can be really scary. Some people are not interested in that at all and they don't have to be by any means. But I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts just on the importance of maybe having that, that alone time and, and what that could mean or what that looks like. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that kind of comes back to what burnout is. So oftentimes we're failing to heal the root cause of our burnout because we want the reason for us to be burnt out to be our jobs or we want it to be something that's kind of like, oh, if I quit my job, like a lot of people kind of fantasize about quitting their jobs and that's going to fix their burnout. And the reality is it's not. That's 100% of the people who come out and do my retreats, like, like the people who say that they are going to quit their jobs or they're basically coming out here to be validated about quitting their jobs, realize that it's not their job that's burning them out. Like, so, sure, our career has a huge factor in it and we put a lot of stress on it. But if you take your career out of it, our burnout is based on so many other pieces. And those other pieces aren't found until we spend time alone and we take away our distractors. So if we take away our phone and our computer and our, even like our books, you don't need another self-help book to tell you how to listen to yourself. What you need is probably 24 hours without other people giving you input and without your distractors to really listen to yourself and look inwards and be like, maybe I can interact with my relationship differently this relationship actually might be what's stressing me out and what is burning me out. Or I need more support in this daily act. I'm doing everything for my household. And I suddenly am realizing that I need help. And so what we do with our retreat is we support people in spending time alone in nature. So you don't have to do it alone because it is, like you said, it can be scary. It can feel uncertain. And if you're super alone, it it gets a little intense for a lot of people. So we try to make it um, really easy to access. And spending time alone looks like we come out as a small group. And as a small group of people, uh, we do therapeutically led groups where we're diving into ourselves, really setting that stage for spending time alone. And then everybody is placed out on that second day in their own location, 20, like, Okay, so for 24 hours, every 24 to 30 hours, everybody is out on their own in their own location. I know where you are. You can't see me and you can't see each other, but you're close to each other. Like nobody is, if, you know what I mean? It's one of those things like you're not truly alone. You, can, you have an emergency um, access point if you need it. If you're afraid or something comes up, you, you know what I mean? You're not truly alone alone. But it feels like it. And that's all that matters. Because when we spend time alone, it's where we find ourselves. It's where we realize what is really important to us. Or we can form different attachments. Or even just like connect dots for what we need to do that's differently. And nature is a really good platform for doing that. Because nature is just going to be there and support you. And something about being outside helps our brains do that. Mm. Yeah, I so love this approach because, you know, and I've I've done stuff just by myself solo. And I think that's that's has its place for sure. And uh, depends what you're going for, right? But mm-hmm. not everybody needs like a month by themselves out <laughs> in nature. And so for those that are just feeling, you know, that call, like this is just a nice middle ground. And as I'm getting older. I love this space of like, oh, I can be in nature and I have my alone time, but also maybe having like somebody close by or in the vicinity is really nice. And like a good example, 
is I did that month-long trip in Colorado, as many of you know, and it wasn't ever like alone, but my friend Mary came with me. We had our separate campers. And so it was really nice to just like, when we wanted to hang out, we could hang out and we were together and we had like the safety and security of each other. But then we very much were at the same time, like, okay, I'm going to go do my own thing. And I'm going to be over here just doing what I got to do. And you go do what you got to do. And it was just really a nice, beautiful way to kind of be in nature and uh, have that, I don't know, a little bit of both, right? A little bit of both worlds. And I really enjoyed it. So I, I really appreciate this approach. And I feel like so many people would benefit from it for sure. Oftentimes, a lot of us will be alone, but we're not truly alone or it's not set up for us. Like I've done some stuff, like gone on like a backpacking trip by myself, something short, nothing crazy. Um, But there's a really uniqueness to setting us up and really like, we don't always dive into the emotional part. We're like, I'm just going to go and hike all day and maybe we'll get to some things or we'll distract ourselves with listening to a book. I've done both. (laughs) (laughs) And I think like a big piece of this is like, there's something so special about one being taken care of. Like we're feeding everybody. We're making sure they have water. You don't just take care of yourself as far as like the nature part goes or being in the wilderness. Um, So being taken care of allows you to really dive into a different piece. And you're being prompted to think about something different. You're being prompted to look into yourself in in a way. And I think that is just so unique to our society. It's not something that happens very often. Mm. So Marissa, let's talk big picture now. Where where do you see Grounding Source going as a company over the coming years? Do you have kind of a, a big, bold vision for, for Grounding Source and where you see it going? Absolutely. This is where Grounding Source is going. We're moving away from like individual retreats with just like individuals coming out and being a part of a group. And we're moving further into just doing groups. So Say you have a mastermind that is already a group of people and they all come out and do one of these retreats together, together, but apart. You know what I mean? Like we're all coming in together um, as a group. And then as that group, we are then each person's having their own solo time as well. It's kind of a radical thing. Like there's nobody else doing this that I've found. Or if they are doing something about a wilderness solo, it's like, this 10 day thing that you've got to be super rough and tough and be really into like survival. It's like, no, that's not the idea of this. Like we have people who have never gone camping in their lives coming up and doing these things. Um, So it's accessible to everybody. You can totally be rough and tough and come out and do it. You can also have grown up in New York city, never gone camping a day in your life and come out and do it either way. Totally works. And so with grounding source, we're bringing kind of a bigger picture of like, how do we get, more groups to come out and do this because I think there's something so unique with having a group to then go home to. So yeah, that's the vision for grounding stores. We're getting groups to come out and do them. Uh, and that's what 2023 is going to be the trajectory of. Mm. I think it's such a good idea. I mean, cause gosh, you, you've got so many, I think opportunities on who you can reach out to, whether it's companies and teams or solo, like, solopreneurs, I'm doing air quotes, but like entrepreneurs mm-hmm. who have smaller teams even, right? Like absolutely, your designer, your web designer, your VA, your, and a lot of us, myself included, like there've been 
people on my team that I've never met in person, right? We're in such this like digital age or just there's so many coaches with programs, myself included, right? That have masterminds, that have programs to be able to offer that to their to their members and their programs, I think is really cool. Yeah, and it makes like one of my biggest goals, like lifelong thing is, how do we get more people outside loving the wilderness, loving the outdoors? Because my mind, I want to protect the wilderness. And that's the biggest goal is how do we protect our public lands? How do we protect all of this like beautiful land that we have here in the U.S.? Mm, Yeah. All right. So shifting gears a little bit, I'd love to know what about your current situation or your current setup? Are you absolutely loving right now? Like what's working really well for you? My husband and I are both entrepreneurs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that works really well for us now that we have a baby. (laughs) Like right now we're both at home. Like it's a Wednesday when most people are working. I don't have to get a babysitter because I need to do this podcast for an hour. My husband and I just have to plan accordingly. And he gets to be with the baby and he gets to figure it out for however long. And then if he has something that he has to do, then I have the baby um, or back and forth. And that works really well for us. And another thing that just, I love, um, I just love supporting women. I love helping women like find like their most badass self, like their strongest, most empowered self. And doing that through this business, that just, it works. Mm. Yeah, those both sound really amazing. All right, so the flip side to that coin then, what about your current situation or your current setup? Are you wanting to maybe improve or is there something you want to get a little more dialed in? I think this is something, this is like the big shift between working with groups versus working with individuals because the nature of working with burnt out women who are stressed out and trying to support them is they don't believe that they need time to themselves, or they know that they need the time, but they struggle to give it to themselves. So it really wasn't working for me working with just individuals. I would like to do that more, um, but filling retreats, just getting all these women to come out and getting them to commit to themselves, just doing with one-offs was pretty challenging for me. So that's why I'm shifting to groups so that I don't have to necessarily find like five different women that have this exact date off that is also near spring break and they've got kids and they're trying to do something fun with their family. You know what I mean? I don't have to get all these women to figure out this one date. It is a group of people that already has like typically similar lifestyles um, and having them come out together because doing all of those one-on-one calls was really not in like having to do all this like individual outreach to each person that was burning me out. Like last year, at this point in time, I was incredibly stressed out. And I was like, this is all falling apart. I don't know what to do. Like, I hate this. Like it was, it was really hard for me. And I tried hiring somebody and ended up putting a lot of money somewhere that it shouldn't have. And that's part of entrepreneurship. You try something, see if it works. And Sometimes it has bigger consequences than others. And either way, it's going to be okay. Um, So that's why I kind of made this shift into working with groups. And I'm hoping that with this new chapter, it feels more sustainable because I also know how important this work is. Like I can't abandon the ship. 
quite yeah like it doesn't feel like that doesn't feel right because I know that this is a really important thing and I know that nobody else is doing it yeah well I think it's so interesting I I just feel like so many people were feeling the same exact way Marissa over like this past I don't know six months or so where it was just like something needs to change. And, and, and I'm like full hand raise over here. This was me too. But I know a lot of people who were going through that. And I listened to this podcast called Rewilding for Women. And she, she said, she, she says, this is a little extreme, but she's like, evolve or die. Like that's the feeling. That is the feeling yeah. right now that's happening. And I'm like, yeah, I, that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> Yes, yes. And And so, yeah, just shifting your business model. And and I felt the same way. I'm like, God, do I need to burn everything to the ground and like start from scratch? Or or do I have a a good foundation here? And this is this is what I love doing. It just needs to evolve as as any business does, and most businesses do. Um, it's just the natural progression. It's like where you started isn't where you're gonna end up. So all right, what needs to change? What really lights me up? How do I make this sustainable? And I actually just did a post about this, but um, somebody recently told me, one of my mentors told me, your business should be in service to you and not the other way around. And I was like, whoa, I love that. (laughs) Like that feels really good to me. And I hadn't really been thinking about it that way. I'd been feeling more like, oh, I'm in service to my business, but really for it to be sustainable and for us to keep doing what we love and for us not to get burnt out, like our business really should be in service to us. So I love to hear that you're making this shift and this change and that it feels really good to you and that it's just more aligned with where you want to go with your business long-term and that it, it's sustainable for you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's nobody else's job to take care of us except for ours. Mm. Like it ha- we have to take care of ourselves first. Yeah, great point. All right. Well, as we start to wrap up, tell everybody first, where can they find you on social media? Where can they learn more about you and your work? Yeah, absolutely. So go to just grounding source, simple, no periods, no nothing, just grounding source on Instagram. And then groundingsource.com is where you'll find my website. And on that website, you'll be able to like a lot of what we talked about, like especially the stress cycle and what does burnout even mean? All those things. If you guys go to my website and you, I think there's a button right there on the front page that says, get your burnout guide. Go and click on that. Get yourself the burnout guide. It's like a four page little document. That's just like a cheat sheet that is going over all of the stuff I talked about, like how to complete your stress cycle, what completes it, why it's important. Like just kind of laying it all out to make it really easy for folks. And that is just super important. So go to my website, find that as well as ask me a question on social media, grounding source on Instagram is a wonderful way. Or if you look me up on Facebook, but I would recommend Instagram. It's a lot easier. (laughs) Got it. Cool. All right. And we'll put all that in the show notes too. And then as my final question that I ask everyone, you know, I'm a business strategy and action coach. And my hope in doing this podcast is to inspire people to take action towards their own dreams and their own goals. And that could look like just one small step today, right? It doesn't have to be anything crazy or drastic, but I really want each and every one of us to see and feel what's possible and ultimately to not just dream about it, but to do it and be it. So with that in mind, I'd love to close out with an action challenge 
So what's one thing you want people to get out there and do in pursuit of their own dreams and goals? So Marissa, what's your action challenge for our listeners? Um, I've got two different things, which is maybe uh, maybe I'm cheating in here a little bit. (laughs) Go for it. The first one is get outside. It doesn't matter how you're doing it. It doesn't matter if you need to park at the back of the parking lot at the grocery store to spend one minute outside, actually, but get outside in some way, shape, or form. It will shift so much of your mindset, especially when we are struggling. And the other one is oftentimes we get caught up in actually doing the thing, but maybe just apply to the thing, like try it, see what happens. Like you want a new job, but you're like afraid of what they're going to think of you or if you're qualified, just apply to it. Or a lot of people, they're like wanting to go back to school, apply to school, see if you get in. If you get in, then you have to make the decision. But don't get caught up in that decision fatigue. Just try it. See what happens. If it works out, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like it's it's not a big deal. Let go of some of that stress. Mm, Those are awesome. Thank you. And a perfect place to close out. So we'll put all the ways that our listeners can learn more about you and your work in the show notes. And then just thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. It's been really great chatting with you. Keep shining your light in the world and happy adventuring. Thank you. So lovely being on here. Hey friends, before we wrap up, I wanted to share a gentle reminder that one of the main reasons I started this podcast was to not only live my own inspired life, but to inspire you to do the same and to ultimately take massive action towards your own dreams and goals. So if you're enjoying this podcast and find the content valuable, please subscribe on Apple Podcast and I genuinely enjoy hearing from you. So please be sure to leave a review. If you're on Instagram, I'd love to connect. So follow at Liz Landine. And if you want to support me in the podcast further, you can show your support by one, shopping with our sponsors and two, becoming a Patreon member of The Outdoor Entrepreneur. You get some really awesome perks for being a member, including early access, exclusive bonus episodes, social media shout outs, and even a free business idea brainstorming call with me. All right, until next time, be sure to live life on your terms. And if you're not, make a plan and make it happen, my friends. Adventure awaits and it's all yours. Thank you.